Welcome to Transformation in 10, bringing you expert insights for navigating the transformations impacting application delivery. This podcast is presented by Tricentis and brought to life by our special guests across the quality, DevOps, cloud, and business worlds. Hello, listeners. It's Emma here, and I'm thrilled to be joined by our guest today, Tracy Reagan, CEO and co-founder of DeployHub board member of the CD Foundation and DevOps Institute Ambassador. Welcome to the show, Tracy. How are you today? I'm doing great. And Emma and Chantel, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to get to speak to women on technical topics. Yes, we're thrilled. So to fill in our listeners about your background, in a nutshell, DeployHub provides a SaaS-based view of microservice usage and sharing to empower organizations to achieve agility with a managed approach. So we'll explore this service more in our conversation. And the CD Foundation with yourself, Trace, you helped drive this as a board member. It's an open source community and it enhances the world's ability to deliver software with security and speed. Recognized by Tech Beacon as one of the top 100 DevOps visionaries, Tracy, you are quite the DevOps wonder woman. And I can't wait to get into our conversation. So let's chat. Can you start by sharing your insights on the reality of DevOps information today? So to what extent are people actually doing all the great things that we hear about in publications, conferences, webinars, and so forth? Well, I don't mean to demean it, but (laughs) DevOps is, uh, we don't really even know how to define DevOps right now. I've heard so many different definitions for what DevOps is. Uh, but we're all trying, whatever that definition, what we're all trying to do is basically create a better way to assembly line the software development process. Uh, some people see DevOps as a, the joining of development and operations. Um, I tend to see it sometimes as operation tasks performed by developers. And we think about uh, the shift left movement. Uh, and so DevOps is sort of at the forefront of the shift left movement. Uh, but operations doesn't go away. So maybe it's somewhere in, in the middle. It's DevOps, mm-hmm. it's dev teams doing operations, and maybe they're mm-hmm. the trusted partner of the operations side of the house who still have their own busy things to do and requirements to maintain a production environment. But that doesn't mean developers don't have operational tasks as well for their development and test environment. So we're still yeah. learning, we're still struggling, and mm-hmm. it's a buzzword. Uh, but really yeah. what it is really all about is trying to streamline this process of moving a, a change that an end user desperately needs through the, the, the life cycle and get it out there as soon as possible. Yeah, because DevOps, like you say, it's like it marries the two together, whereas I like your elevated definition of it's those ops tasks performed by developers. So yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like, as you say, it is such a buzzword. And sometimes it's good to sit back and see how it's evolved with time because it's been around for, for decades now. So it's always ever-changing. And so the adoption of cloud native technologies like microservices and Kubernetes, how do I pronounce this? <laughs> Cuba, Kubernetes? Nobody knows how to say it. You know, nobody okay. knows how to say it. It's Kubernetes. It's a Greek word. No, I don't remember what it means. I think it means <laughs> captain. I think it's a Greek word that means captain or sort of like, um, don't want to use the word helm, but somebody at the helm. Uh, so both microservices and Kubernetes, they're growing exponentially. And how are the CI/CD pipelines evolving in response to this? So how do you think they'll continue to evolve over the next couple of years, say, and beyond? That is a 
really awesome question. Um, and we could take hours to really go over it. But let me just say this. Kubernetes and this idea of microservices is seriously disrupting the CD pipeline. If we think about what we do in a monolithic world, in our traditional current role, is that we build an application, and that application has all of its parts and pieces statically linked into a big fat binary, jar file, war file. We then have a workflow that we define for at an enterprise level, what we'll do at, at, a, at a workflow process is we'll say, we want to enforce particular standards in our workflow. And what we have to do is look at the highest level of security and control that we need, and we have to apply that to everyone. So all of our applications are equal, and our workflow is we, we try to standardize as much as possible. Most large enterprises have gone through this over the last 10 years, and now they have very static very sticky workflows that support the movement of these big fat binaries. Well, now what we have done is said, we're not going to push a giant puzzle that's already been put together and laminated so it doesn't fall apart across the pipeline. We're going to take a single puzzle piece and push that through the pipeline. Well, mm -hmm. it turns out not every puzzle piece is the same. They're not all equal. Some are going to have some really high, high level of security requirements, and some are a drop-down box to a, a, you know, a front end. Do they all need to go through this super stringent workflow process? Probably not. And if we want to achieve mm -hmm. business agility, we have to start building some flexibility into the pipeline in order to push these microservices who are independently deployed as fast as we can across the pipeline without creating any security risk. So the ones that are high risk should go through a more stringent process, which means that our pipeline itself has to be flexible, right? We have to be able to say this, this workflow, this particular microservice needs to go through this workflow, but this microservice gets to go through another workflow that may be quicker. Mm -hmm. And that takes us to really this idea of declarative uh, pipelines, where we're just we're basically defining the, the end state that we want, and the pipeline then gets generated automatically. Um, mm -hmm. I'm part of the event sig with the Continuous Delivery Foundation, and I'm super super excited about events and CI/CD because mm -hmm. it will change the way we do continuous delivery, and it will change it for the better and support a cloud native world. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even the word declarative, it's like it's the pipeline's making that decision for you. Is it that, I guess, the AI kind of based based approach as well? Yeah, when you think about the difference, yeah, between imperative and declarative, you need to think imperative, you define the process very specifically. In a declarative mm -hmm. mode, you don't. You say this is what the end state needs to be. And there's mm -hmm. a, a listener or something else that, that pulls that together. So that in state could be, I need a, I need a fast, you know, I want this, this microservice to go through our fast workflow. Mm -hmm. And that listener is going to help us define what that faster work, work, workflow wow. looks like based on events. That's awesome. So moving away from that very linear approach to actually what is the end goal and kind of working retrospectively. Wow. That is going to be a huge disruption. Actually, I can't wait to see how that goes. Yeah, me um, neither. Yeah, it's really cool. You've participated, Tracy, in all sorts of DevOps events and panels, including the series DevOps Unbound. Are there any past discussions around DevOps that stand out in your mind and any rarely discussed topics that you wish people would to actually tackle head on that come up time and time again? Well, I think that the new buzzword, and I think we have to be careful with it, is GitOps. I've 
spoken to folks who think GitOps is going to replace DevOps, but it has nothing to do with orchestration whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So I think that um, in my mind, that discussion around events should be elevated. That's the discussion mm-hmm. that we should be having more and more because it goes to the core of what we need to do. Uh, GitOps should be renamed to pull ops because it's operations by pull request. And we are thinking about it from the pull standpoint. You check something in and an operator looks at what the the YAML file is that's checked into Git and and updates the cluster based on that, which is great. All that's great. But that's not going to replace security. It's not going to replace testing. It's not going to replace building a container image. It's not going to replace automated configuration management. All of those other steps still have to be done. Mm-hmm. And those are the those are the steps that we need to start pushing through events so that a tool like uh, Ortilius, our open source project, or Deploy Hub has a chance to be part of that workflow because right mm-hmm. now the workflow is so static and so sticky mm-hmm. and so hard to get into. You know, you are as a as innovation, you are already struggling to get into companies. And one of the roadblocks is well, we have all these pipelines. We have to update the pipelines first. It's yeah. and that is not sustainable, right? That is not yeah. that's not agile. That's not being able to you know adjust to market uh, conditions yeah. or new technology. Exactly. So this is our call to our listeners and to change the status quo to get away from GitOps. Let's start calling it pull ups. <laughs> Bearing in mind yes. all the other factors that are, that are involved. <laughs> yes. Now then, our next question is a little. It has some people head scratching, and we ask all our guests on the show in ten words or less. What is your best advice for anyone undergoing a digital transformation journey? Keep your mind open and don't be afraid to throw away what you have. We're in a phase where house house cleaning is required. Spring cleaning is definitely required when you're shifting to a digital transformation. We can't do it with what we have today. Agreed. So don't be afraid to be, you know, make a radical change. You have to. And if you could change one thing about the application development world, what would that be? So we're talking a bit of a dream world here for you. I have preached this for a long time now. We have to stop relying on one-off scripts. Mm -hmm. One-off scripts from the compile step, from now the um, deployment step, from the way we define our pipelines has been a bottleneck for us that we continue to hang on to. The one-off script reminds me of this um, story I heard from a Buddhist monk. Do share. It, it was about this uh, this person who came to a Buddhist monk, and he was holding on to a thorny bush. And he told the monk, "I need help. I'm in so much pain. I'm, you know, I, I've got stuff sticking on me all over the place. I'm really, really struggling." And he was holding tightly onto this thorny bush. And the Buddhist monk said, "I can solve it." And he said, "How?" And he said, "Just put up your hands." And so he put his arms over his head. He was like, oh, that feels so good. And then he looked down and saw he dropped the thorny bush and he picked it up. (laughs) We continue to pick up our thorny bush over and over and over. And we have to get out of that habit. We have to get into a more declarative process and less imperative of imperative scripting. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So scrap that one script, (laughs) drop the thorny bush. (laughs) Got to drop the thorny bush. (laughs) Uh, so moving on to a final question, I'm sorry to say, but, um, and this is a really interesting fact about you. I've heard it through the grapevine. You're actually a black belt in karate, which is great. So you're a force to be reckoned with both personally and professionally and excuse the pun, but has this helped you kick ass when tackling DevOps? So I am a black belt in Shotokan. 
um, was trained by a person from South Africa who was one of the top in the world. I loved him. And really what it taught me is to go to mat with guys. You really have to be able to go to the mat with guys in this business. And as the process of getting my black belt and standing in the, in a, in a dojo and we only had like three women, um, which we had a blast together, but the rest of them were guys it really does teach you something about interacting in a male world. And I would highly recommend it to, uh, to every mother. They should have their daughter in it. And every woman, if they've not uh, considered it, they should try it. That's awesome. It's kind of like the, you know, everyone is encouraged to sit at the table. So it's, no, we should be kicking us on the mat. <laughs> that, that's also an, an option. <laughs> yes, exactly. Brilliant. We'll wrap up here. It's been made abundantly clear why you're such a recognized virtuoso in microservices, the CD pipeline, and and recreationally as well. So, and I've learned a lot and I'm sure our listeners have too. I'd be thrilled to have you again on the show. Let's see what the future holds, but until next time and take care. Thank you. Thank you. Such an eye-opening and enjoyable chat there with Tracy. We've been reminded that what DevOps really boils down to is streamlining your process to achieve the best outcome for our end users as fast as we can, which relates back to what we learned from Alan in our last episode to do things better, faster, and with higher quality. Tracy also declared that declarative pipelines will transform the way we do continuous delivery and that we must be open to change. So Let's start by dropping the one script thorny bush. And while we're at it, let's give Shotokan karate a go. In our next episodes, we'll be speaking with esteemed guests about the hot topic of cloud migration. So stay tuned for those coming soon. Thank you for listening. Until next airtime.